Jardin Atkinson, co-chair of Victoria's First People's Assembly, is joining us as the first term of the First People's Assembly is soon coming to an end and nominations for the next term are now open. Auntie Geraldine, the First People's Assembly represents a bridge known to Strait Islander people on their journey to treaty in Victoria. And you're urging Aboriginal to Strait Islander residents of Victoria to nominate and have their say in uh, the upcoming elections, especially that the deadlines are quickly approaching. We've been working over the last three and a half years, well, it'll be three and a half years in June, is when our term finishes because, as you said, nominations have opened. So on Monday they opened, which was the 3rd of April, and they'll close on the 24th of April. Then after that, voting will occur. So voting is going to start from um, the 13th of May to the 3rd of June, 2023. What we want to do is we want to unite people to nominate. Um, if, if they want, we want you know, traditional owners from Victoria to put their hand up and uh, to represent their people on First First People's Assembly of Victoria because it's really important that this is the next stage. We've done all the work in preparing the Aboriginal community and Torres Strait Islander community living in Victoria to be involved in the negotiations for treaties. So the Assembly will negotiate a statewide treaty and then what will happen is there will be localised local traditional owner treaties so they're the things that are going to take place and that's what will happen when this next iteration which we're calling assembly 2.0 because we were the first and next month's assembly 2.0 so they will then be involved in ensuring that treaties are then negotiated with the Aboriginal community Torres Strait Islander community with the state government here in Victoria it's a very, very uh, important process uh, that uh, really people have been calling for for many, many decades. And finally, things are moving. Uh, it seems like a big leap forward uh, compared to what's happening in other states. Well, it certainly has been a big leap forward. And what you're saying is right. You know, it has been called for generations, you know, for decades, and that people have wanted um, a treaty uh, you know, wanted it nationally, uh, but we were we were fortunate here in in Victoria that we've got a progressive government, and we went to government through um, community forums, community meetings, and asked that uh, you know that this having the ability to negotiate treaties and having a democratically elected council is really about ensuring that we do have that self-determination to make sure that what we're doing is, is negotiating what's going to to be to get better outcomes for our mob here in Victoria. You know, it's going to, we'll be able to, to negotiate, particularly with the statewide treaty things, you know, things that are going to be about looking at, you know, sort of justice in particular. It's, it's been a focus here in Victoria about get creating change there. We want to, to raise, in making sure that they raise uh, the age of responsibility to 14. It's, it's for 10 years old, and 10 years old don't deserve to be locked up in jails. They need to be in school and kept in communities. It's about looking at, you know, the bail justice laws because we've had 
things that have happened where, you know, sort of deaths in custody, that people have died in remand on bail because they weren't, they were refused. So justice is really important about having an impact, an important impact on that, about looking at, you know, really more employment, better education, looking at affordable housing and better health issues. So a whole range of things that, that we're going to be able to have a say in policies and strategies within those areas that affect our communities and making sure that, you know, we're, we're talking to government and we're, we're, we're voicing what we need to government for change in those areas. Yeah. Since uh, the last uh, installment, uh, since uh, you said uh, Fast People's Assembly Point One uh, came into being and uh, started sitting and walking on uh, the road towards treaty, we've had uh, a census. Uh, so uh, the population, uh, First Nations people would have increased or decreased in the state depending on what the census uh, results would be. Is the new assembly going to have the same number of representatives or Oh, it will change according to the to reflect the reality of the census. It, it, it will have. There will be an increase in the seats within the metropolitan Melbourne area because that's where the biggest population is, and that's where the, the biggest increase was. So they'll it'll it'll be increasing seats in in that area, but within the regions with northeast, northwest, southeast, and southwest. It'll still remain there will be three uh, general uh, elected seats. But in those areas, we also have um, traditional owner groups that are, part, that are registered Aboriginal parties that are part, come under the Cultural Heritage Act here in Victoria. And uh, that they have 10 seats. Uh, there, there are 10 of those. So they'll have be represented by... Uh, those 10 seats will be represented by one of their nominees. They'll nominate a representative from their traditional owner group to uh, to participate in First People's Assembly on Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a very important process. And uh, so the elections themselves will take place between the 13th of May and the 3rd of June, which is a little yes. over two weeks' time, a two-weeks period. Why are the elections held on a long period? Usually elections take place one day, but these won't take <laughs> place in two weeks. No, because it, it, it's, it's, you know, what, we, what we've done and all that we've done, and even with... with the entity that we established, which was First People's Assembly of Victoria, which is what we had to do, uh, that was the, you know we, that was our job to ensure that we set that entity up. And what we wanted it to, to, to be was be you know culturally relevant and appropriate to our people. So what we wanted to do was ensure that you know so that all the work that we, we were doing and all the policies and all the strategies that we were put, putting in place reflect. Aboriginal law, L-O-R-E, Aboriginal law and Aboriginal culture. And one of the things that we thought, and you said that a voting usually is a one-day process, but with our mobs, we have to get out to communities and make sure that they're voting. And that, that's what uh, our, our uh, engagement officers will be doing with our operational staff. We'll be getting out to all the regions throughout Victoria, and, that'll take, and that takes time. People can vote. They cannot either vote, you know, sort of bet we'll have polling booths in those areas so they can vote in person. They'll be able to vote uh, online, which is which will be something new. And, uh, of course, they can do postal voting as well. 
but it's making sure that what we do is is we capture and give all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in the state to um, to be able to vote in our elections because the more people that vote, the, the stronger we get. So that we have, you know, sort of we really want to encourage people to enrol and we want to encourage people to make sure that they vote because that gives the Aboriginal community, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community here in Victoria strength. And uh, who can vote? All Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Uh, so it's not just the traditional owners from Victoria, but it's all Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander Victorians that have lived here, you know, sort of the past three years. People, We've got people that have been born that aren't traditional owners from Victoria, but, the, you know, from interstate, but they've called Victoria home all their lives. So we don't want to exclude them. They have an opportunity to have input into uh, our treaty negotiations. They all have a say and they'll have be able to have a vote, to vote for a representative who they think will be the best job for them during those treaty negotiations. This uh, treaty, Victoria Treaty process, is uh, progressing very well, going well in uh, the context of the state. But in the background, we have a voice to parliament and uh, whether the various campaigns in favor or the two campaigns in favor or against, especially the one against, mm-hmm. has, uh, yeah. has a kind of um, sparked other discussions which comes first, a treaty or voice on a state level that can be understandable but when you mix all this this can create a bit of noise and confusion in the electors uh, well we, well we hope we hope not we hope not because it, they although they're two separate they they're two separate um, pieces really they're about the same thing and if, you know what we did was we we instituted that voice which would be the first people's assembly of victoria that was our voice and then the second thing was about working then towards how we then progressed with the treaty. And in that process also, uh, what we were able to do, we were able to get a truth-telling. Royal Commission uh, agreed to by government. So, you know, what we've done is here in Victoria has been voice, truth, voice, truth and treaty. It, and it's similar to what, you know, sort of what uh, people are running, you know, particularly in relation to the Uluru Statement from the Heart. And we, and there is a really big, uh, I'm, I personally uh, agree and uh, would and want to campaign for uh, the federal voice because I think that's, you know, that's really important and it's really important that we have the ability to from what we've done here in Victoria to feed into that process. Yeah, especially Victoria is more advanced than the federal level because uh, what you... But we'll get there. The federal level will get there. Yeah, yeah. And I think the referendum is going to be, say, very important. And I think that, you know, the recognition, that that recognition of first peoples of this country need to be in the Constitution. And we also need that voice that's enshrined in the constitution as well because that's where you know we're going there's that the gains are going to be made precisely what we want to do here in victoria we want that to happen uh nationally as well auntie geraldine atkinson thank you very much for talking to us today thank you very much for talking to me about it 
and about making sure that we highlight, you know, that we are going to elections uh, for First People's Assembly here in Victoria within the next few months. Thank you.